on this week's episode of the F-Stops Here podcast. We're minus one Joe, uh, but we do talk about backing up our data, and Zach talks a little bit about the wedding he shot last weekend. Thanks for joining us, and happy shooting. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode 21 of the F-Stops Here podcast. Uh, we are without Joe this evening. He has made a sacrifice of our show to go watch baseball. Uh, but we are joined uh, by Jamie and Josh. So, guys, how are you doing tonight? Doing good. I'm pretty well, pretty Josh, well. Josh is a little under the weather. Yes. Just a bit. I'm getting yeah. over it. Just so, a bit. So, uh, Jamie, what you been what you been shooting this past week? Uh... Not much of anything, to be honest with you. Um, a, lot of, a lot of weather pictures I'm seeing on. Well, yeah, that's kind of all there is to do around here anymore. Chase storms, <laughs> mount cameras on the roof of my car, and waste 50, 60 miles worth of driving to get a few cloud pictures. But whatever. I, I spent I spent all day liking your weather pictures on on Flickr. So <laughs> cool. Yeah, that hasn't exactly seemed to uh, stop people from enjoying the photos. That that's all you've got to do is take pictures of clouds. So <laughs> that's a good thing that people like the photos. It worked. Yeah, Josh, what you been shooting? Um, actually, this weekend I finally got to shoot a friend of mine, Jonathan. Um, he does some cool stuff. He does like um. He runs an Etsy shop, and he, it's called uh, – I can't remember the name now. It's going to kill me because I can't remember the name of who's watching. That's a, but, that's a really interesting um, shop name. Yeah, yeah, nice right, plug. right. Uh, he, he, re- <laughs> he, runs, he runs an Etsy shop and does, um, like, uh, photography stuff, but he also does, like, hand-painted uh, Tom shoes and stuff. He does some really cool ones, like R2-D2 and Iron Man ones that look really awesome, and they're all one-offs and stuff. He's, he's really creative, but – he just wants some pictures for a graduation announcement thing he's doing, and I wanted to test some techniques and just kind of, you know, keep my camera warm and alive. So we went out in the morning and took some um, took some pictures, and I actually nailed a couple of shots. I'm actually going to be editing them after uh, this, after the show tonight uh, for him. And uh, I got some cool shots and, and a couple of things, and I missed one shot I was trying to get, but it was it was because it was just, you know, couple circumstances here and there that didn't let me nail the shot the way I wanted it to but but anyway it was it was a lot of fun and I got to uh, experiment with some techniques and I I got one picture that I like sometimes when you go into a shoot you kind of like visualize what you're going to do in your head before you do it and I actually managed to pull it off in one of my first shots and then I found some great lighting um I was able to find a good place uh downtown um around around here that uh, I could actually use like almost midday. We were shooting about ten o'clock in the morning, and uh, I found some great places with diffused light, like under a bridge and by a tree and stuff, where I could actually just shoot. And I actually used a building um, as a giant reflector to get speculars in his eyes, and it looked really great. The building was off yellow, so it looked like I had like a um, like a gold reflector aimed into his eyes, but it's actually a giant nice. building. So, yeah, it was kind of cool. I, I had fun experimenting with that and climbing under a bridge and laying down and shooting a shot from way back and fun stuff like that. So it was a lot of cool, and, and he's um, part of the deal is he's making me a um, 
a uh, Iron Man uh, decal. So nice custom one off Iron Man decals. So he does really cool stuff. But um, Infinite Inspiration is his Etsy shop. Ah, there he we does go. some cool things. So I, I like supporting friends of mine who are creative and are doing way more than I was doing at their age. So he's <laughs> he, you know he's living life and is probably gonna end up interning in New York and doing all this cool stuff. And I'm like, man, go for it. So I like supporting people like that. Overachiever. So. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's good overachievement though. Mm. Yeah, it's actually pretty funny that you mentioned using the building as a as a, a giant reflector. I was um, I've been reading this book. It's it's actually called uh, Shooting in Shitty Light: The Top Ten Worst <laughs> Photography Lighting Situations and How to Conquer Them. And uh, a lot of things that they go over is if you forget your reflector or if you don't have the the right kind, use use kind of what's around you to uh, to use it. Plus, it had a really cool book name, uh, one <laughs> one that has pretty much already guaranteed that this podcast is explicit this week yeah first uh first five minutes so hey, it wasn't me this time it's a that's book awesome. title it's a book title so that's like how you could say damn when you were a kid because it was in the bible right anybody else Be- beaver dam you do it that's right is. i will be your damn tour guide <laughs> hey, you know what it's funny you mentioned that we actually have a festival in my town that's called the dam festival because there's like 12 dams around my town like, <laughs> the city i live in is an island actually so they do the damn tour, and you get on the damn bus. You listen to the damn driver talk about the damn. <laughs> Jamie, what that are you doing so... this weekend? I'm going Not down a... to the damn festival. <laughs> damn is where I'm going to be. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to suburbia, middle Midwest. Here, it's crazy. Damn, that's a straight damn. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, so I finally, I finally did it. Uh, finally broke into the wedding scene and shot my first wedding this weekend. If Joe was here, he would be playing. Yeah. If Joe was here, he would be playing the, the audience clapping sound effects. He'd be asking how many rolls of film. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Oh, Joe's going to hit us. He'll he'll get over it. Uh, He's not even going to listen. He never listens to our shows. Um, when, uh, when he's not on him, Joe, if you're listening tonight, I will send you, uh, a black rapid strap that I've got sitting in the closet right now. Ooh. I can't guarantee that it's going to be clean uh, <laughs> or have Ooh. all the pieces. But if you listen to the show, I should have put that in the middle of the show, forced him to at least listen to like the first time. <laughs> so, so I shot, shot the wedding. Um, ended up starting the day a little early. We started at 10 o'clock because uh, the bride had requested that I be there for the hair and the makeup and stuff, which I was fine with because it was right down the street and uh, you know, I, I kind of use this this wedding. I know we say time and time again not to not to shoot for free, but I really kind of went into this thinking that I didn't have much to lose, mainly because I didn't gain much uh, financially. Um, so really, the only thing I had to gain was uh, like practice and, and experience and stuff. So any opportunity the that I'm not going to hear this, right? <laughs> no. I didn't have much to lose. Whatever, <laughs> you know, I get a good um, shot or two. Well, that was so. That was the thing. That was the thing. Was was um, I mean, we had discussed it, and and I don't think uh, I don't really think that that photography was really important to the the bride and groom, um, and they got kind of had expressed that they wanted somebody there to to capture a lot of it, but that you know it it was kind of more so the the parents that wanted the standard family shots and stuff like that, and that really they only wanted to to see a lot of the um the photojournalistic style. Uh, yeah. pictures which was great because um, <clears throat> I, took, I took my wife along um, she's getting into photography and I thought it would be a great chance for her to learn 
how to kind of work under pressure and, and work in situations that she's not normally used to because normally she's outside where it's bright and, and sunny and uh, the lighting conditions are a lot better and and for this we were stuck in in a darker church and a darker reception hall and she's never used a flash before so I stuck one on mm. her camera and said go to town <laughs> um, we ended up taking 6,000 photos Wow so I'll did you set up with bounce flash or straight on uh, we used it power? we used I actually I put like a stofen filter on the top and um, okay. the, it, it was for me it, it was really tough because especially at the reception the church I, I figured would it's a giant church so you're really not going to get a ton of bounce um, which was good because I didn't really use a flash during the, the ceremony much but uh, there were eight foot ceilings in the reception hall which I learned the hard way when I knocked half the decorations off holding the camera up to take pictures in a group and and hit some of the decorations. Uh, so that was that was fun uh, to learn how to do that or to have to deal with that situation. But uh, we've been going through the photos the last couple of days. I really kind of wanted to take uh, take take my time getting into these, uh, at least getting started with them, because I know we've talked about in the past. I'm the kind of guy that likes to go into the shoot as soon as I get back. Like I I got to yes. get into those. So I told myself this time I'll I'll wait 24 hours, which. I didn't really have a choice because 6,000 photos don't fit on a normally used MacBook Pro hard drive. So I had to do a lot of upload a card, shift it to an external hard drive. How, how much space are we talking? Shooting uh, all raw. Shooting all raw, I think I, I was looking around 120 gig. Yeah. So That's, I mean, that's I, an external drive. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, use my, uh, I use my computer as a, as a computer. So I don't have 120 gig to be farting around with. So I had to, we had to, we, we put all of her cards on first, uh, and then, uh, transferred those over to an external drive and then put all of mine on and transferred them over to an external drive. And it was about that time that I started hearing little, little Joe Stern on my shoulder here just <laughs> discussing all about his woes of a crashed hard drive. And I thought to myself that I should really consider some sort of backup option in case the hard drive decides to go. Uh, so we'll get to that in a, a couple minutes because that's one of the things that we want to talk about tonight. Um, but overall, I mean, I guess I, I, I can't really say I understand how they feel, but I get the impression that people that are addicted to cocaine, that that they get the same feeling that I got at the wedding. Because it wasn't until <laughs> my wife and I are sitting at, at the ice cream shop after the wedding eating ice cream because it was it was 100 degrees all day and, you know, I wore long sleeves and, and pants and everything. It wasn't until we sat down and, and went, oh... Now we can breathe, uh, because you know, ten hours is that's a long day, but you never stop moving, and I never got tired once during. But I'll tell you what, I got home, uh, took the dog out, I started going upstairs to get in the shower because I was I was soaked, and the the landing looked so comfortable. So I just kind of I lay down for a second, and the next thing I know, it's like a half hour later, I'd fallen right asleep on the landing of our of our steps. So. Apparently I was exhausted, sore, wore the wrong shoes. Yeah, what, comfortable. What, what'd you wear? Dress shoes. Yeah, which I, I thought were comfortable because um, <clears throat> I've worn them for weddings before. But I also yeah. wasn't standing for ten hours. Right. <laughs> the, the, the one mistake I've made is never buying like a good pair of Doctor Scholl's insoles or something. So yeah, so yeah. episode twenty one brought to you by Doctor. I always Scholes. forget. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget to get something for my feet, and my knees hate me for days after. Yeah. Ibuprofen is my closest friend. But um, 
you know, one of the, the <coughs> couple of lessons learned, uh, you know, um, Jamie's mentioned it before, but I, I think one of the things that we'll probably do in the future, uh, we have another wedding in October that we're both going to do. Really kind of beings, uh, not particular, but maybe not cranking out 6,000 shots next time because that's a lot to go through. Um, and where, you know, where, where did the bulk of the pictures occur? The reception. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of it's, I mean, we took 3,000 photos at the reception and a lot of so, it's dancing, a lot of it's okay. throwaway. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I pulled out the fisheye lens for about 20 minutes. I thought that might be kind of cool because they were doing a, a big dance circle. Really yep. neat effect, but I didn't need to take 200 fisheye photos. Nope. <laughs> and, I, and I mean, really, we were sitting around going through the, this, some of the photos uh, earlier today, my wife and I were, and we sat there and we thought, you know, when we looked at our pictures two years ago, we didn't really look at the dance photos too much because, I mean, you'll catch the occasional uh, good photo in there or somebody making a good face or something like that, but you can only have so many people standing around doing this because i mean the wedding that we were at on saturday that we shot on saturday was a lot like uh, how my friends are none of them can dance so so it's just a lot of people kind of the the doing the hitch staying in you know the six inch on either side not really moving so reception lighting was there a lot of like cool dj lights or was it just kind of so and and this it it really kind of shows in the photos and and uh it, it was the one thing i was the most worried about and, and still am, because there's going to be a lot of work that needs to be done on them. Um, the reception hall was four sides, and two of them were all windows or doors. And the way that the room was set up, the windows and the doors were behind the DJ and behind the dance floor. So if we didn't stand with our backs to the doors, all we shot at was bright lights. And, yeah. and where the sun was setting was like right – the path of the light was coming right through the windows, and it was it was, it was was rough. It was rough. Wow. We, we did a lot of um, – Phil Flash, just because we had to, um, and and like I said, a lot of the photos you can see from the angle, looking back through into where the tables and everything were, because we had to get the light at our backs because it was just brutal, <laughs> brutal, and not a cloud in the sky. It's been the, uh, the weather was lousy all last week, so there wasn't a, so there was clouds, and I was like, okay, this will be good as long as it doesn't rain, and it didn't rain on Saturday because it was too hot and there weren't any clouds. So, so uh, yeah, next thing I'll have to try and do is control mother nature and see if i can get her to ease it up a little bit definitely definitely a big challenge the windows and, and the glass that was uh probably one of the more challenging things i've ever had to shoot against uh, joe had the same issue i know he he talked about doing that that opera thing uh, a couple months ago um it creates some great dramatic silhouettes uh but uh you know we'll probably have to throw away a quarter of the pictures just because they're way too dark in the front and way too blown out in the back it's, that's actually why um, the next wedding I'm doing, I'm borrowing a bunch of off-camera lighting stuff. Yeah. Um, partly for the reception, um, but but just partly because it'd be nice to be able to kind of have more control in camera. Right. And all. And I, I've just done so much where it's like all you can really do is bounce flash. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> you do straight on and you're going to look like everybody else's snapshots, even if you power it down. Right. And um, so, you know, sometimes it just ends up being dark. But. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, we, we, like I said, with the ceiling being so low, it actually kind of, that was about the only thing that played into the advantage of the reception hall, because we got a good amount of bounce. Um, so, you know, there's there's not a lot of bad shadows, there's not a lot of under-eye shadows, you know how you get that real fake, crisp-looking, yeah. on-flash shot? Uh, so there's not a lot yeah. of that, which is which was kind of nice. 
One one technique I have seen done, especially in receptions, is where people shoot high SO slow shutter. Um, yes. Get kind of the guest blur, and sometimes they'll fire flash, but they'll bring it down to like an eighth of a power and kind of shoot it tilted up a little bit or off to the side a little bit. And they, you know, they're kind of going for the artsy stuff, but it's it's one way to get around. But you know, if you're in the bright daylight, what do you do, oh, right? Yeah, it was it was nuts. I, I would have skipped. I would have skipped the flash and just shot wide open, and you know. Yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, you still want flash because people are looking for the traditional shots too, and right. You know, yeah. Then you got to make everybody happy. <laughs> yeah. So, but it was but, good. Uh, I'm definitely awesome. jazz, definitely jazz about doing weddings. Like, I can see why it's not for everybody. Like, if, yeah. If you're not good at, at adapting quickly, uh, if if you prefer to set up your shots. So you didn't see the venue before you shot? No, I, I did see the venue. Uh, so that actually was, was – I was able to get around a lot of the obstacles that I think I would have faced if I hadn't seen it. But did you was... visit it at the same time of the day as the reception? Yep. Okay, cool. Good. Yeah. Yeah, so that so I managed definitely managed to – we got more shots than I think we would have been able to had I not done the research first, which was right. great. Um, cool, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that that's always important. And uh, hey, uh, in reference to last week, uh, your battery usage – did you end up? Was it overkill or was it just enough? Or? Oh yeah, way overkill. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, we but, shot we shot six thousand photos, and I never changed camera batteries once. Uh, I changed flash three. batteries three times for two different flashes, um, and that was it. You're using the five. I was. We're using your five D. And my seventy. I was. I was gri- gripped on both. Because I was to say that the the seventy probably would last you the entire wedding or whatever you got in the grip. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. I put, um, you know, I got I got the Wasabi batteries the last time. I forget what they're they're rated at, but in fact, I checked them the other day or checked them. Excuse me, I checked them um, yesterday, and they were still half power. I still had half power battery, so yeah, really it's it, fantastic. It, it sounds retarded, but one of the reasons why I like shooting primes and keeping a rebel around for a wedding is because if you're shooting without a flash on a Rebel with nothing but a prime lens shooting at, like, ISO 400 to 100, that battery will last you that entire wedding and then the rest of the week. So it's it's always good to kind of, you know... I mean, it, heck, my, my, my 50D, I love it just because, you know, two batteries and I'm good for an entire wedding, if not longer. So how did you plan for the shoot? Did you have a shot list that you put together for yourself or one that you worked on? I had... I had I had a shot list for myself, um, yeah. kind of just a, a mental shot list, especially because I really lucked out. Um, one of the things that that was offered to me, I went to the rehearsal uh, as well. Yeah, kind of played. Smart, yeah, yeah kind of played it as a. I'll take pictures at the rehearsal, just so you've got some some documentation of that. But I really wanted to see how the um, the ceremony was going to go, and I'm glad that I did because even knowing what it was, uh, the bride and groom still threw a bunch of. Threw us all for a bunch of loops. Um, there was a, a couple things that um, kind of caught everybody by surprise. But um, so I had the the general idea of what I wanted to get um, out, of, especially out of the ceremony, not so much out of the reception. Uh, and then I worked with the bride and groom, uh, and more specifically the groom's or the the bride's mother, uh, to to kind of get a list of of shots. Um, and then it was actually really nice. My my giant phablet. Uh, really kind of worked like a champ because while we were while I was sitting there talking to them you know I was taking notes the whole time and you can see here if uh great great radio let me show you something um I actually took some serious notes here 
If I can, so you know. For for those of you listening, there's serious notes, serious notes, and scrawl. Yeah, but like I even I was even taking like light meter notes, what ISO I was shooting at, what kind of speeds I was getting, and that was mostly for for my wife who's still kind of learning the exposure triangle. Um, but you know, I'm gonna have to say you you did for your first wedding you did a heck of a lot more than I did for my first wedding, <laughs> a heck of a lot more. It was also kind of neat too because it was the first. Um, it was the first wedding I've ever been to where the photographer was allowed to use the flash the entire time. Really? I didn't, but it, but but it was kind of interesting because normally they they don't let you do that during the ceremony, and uh, no problem with it. So, and this was a this was a Catholic wedding. There was no full hmm. mass, but but um, there was still not an issue with it during the ceremony. So. That's why it was only a ten hour wedding. <laughs> hey, I got married oh. Catholic. I know exactly what that's like. We spent uh, yeah. It's- an eternity at the the altar. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. But overall, great experience. I can't wait to do the one in October. Um, really kind of jazzed. The pictures, uh, from what we've gone through, I'm really pleased with, with how they turned out. Um, thanks, Josh. Yeah, that kind of freaked me out. I was like, oh, <laughs> um, the, the NSA. Pictures, <laughs> the, the pictures really turned out great. Um, so, so I'm pleased with the results. And I... I Really think the bride and groom are going to be pleased with them too, especially because even if I pull a third of those pictures out, they're still getting two thousand photos. It's just insane. Enough to do it. They're going to be able to do a flip book, you know. <laughs> well, it's so it's funny that you say that because um, animated flip book. Nobody knew that the groom was going to dip the bride for their first kiss, so nobody, including, including my, the bride. Including the bride, yeah. yeah. So, so nobody, including the bride and myself, were prepared for it. So. I'm glad I was shooting um, at at a uh, a rapid fire rate because I managed to get the whole dip. Otherwise, cool. there's really no good picture of the kiss. So I'm thinking about putting an animated animated gift together. GIF. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. put it a together GIF. for him and figure out a way to to uh, give him like a digital frame or something with that in it. So that's cool. Yeah, so good experience. Can't wait. Good stuff. Um, so naturally, uh, like I was saying. One of the things that scared me to death while doing that um, was that I took 6,000 photos. I've still got them on all of my compact flashcards or all of our memory cards, and they're going to stay on there uh, until yeah. uh, until I need more memory. Yeah. Uh, but one of the things that I really wanted to finally bite the bullet and do was, was um, look into some sort of cloud backup. And I know, Josh, you had mentioned that you were looking into it. Jamie, do you have any sort of that? I've experimented with like three or four different ways of doing it. And I've just kind of come to the conclusion that I'm spreading it out because, you know, I've been taking advantage of the free services like my Amazon cloud drive. And um, I started off with S3. I paid for it for a little bit and come to find out that um, I think it was with them that if you wanted to retrieve it, you were paying, I think is how it worked. Mm. Um, So I kind of backed out of that. But I just do all the free options now, you know what I mean? I do Dropbox, and I do um, my Amazon Drive and Google Drive, and I use Flickr. They're all free. All of them have, like, my very best stuff that matters the most to me. Right. Um, Client stuff, I've got um, these LaCie rugged drives, you know, that, like, any client work is backed up on those and unplugged and kept close But it's it's easily accessible in my bedroom. So if anything ever happened, I need to get out of the house. It's funny that... I'm going to grab that along with my family. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like that plane that went down in San Francisco. They said people were grabbing computer laptop bags and stuff 
Oh like my you're, gosh. Like you're totally That's not crazy. supposed to. And we're like, they were asking people, uh, can you get that bag for me real quick? And the whole plane's burning. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. Um, so I actually, I signed up for Backblaze. Um, I did a little research. I looked at Carbonite. Um, I looked at Backblaze. I looked at Crash Plan. Um, yeah, Crash Plan. Uh, yeah. Well, so that was kind of my take. And it sounded like Crash Plan was really for like an, a more advanced user, um, which I, with cloud backup, because I, I, I want to back up raw files and specifically yeah. with Lightroom, I want to back up uh, catalogs because it keeps yes. the changes with them. Uh, so I looked at Carbonite and Carbonite actually throttles uh, after a certain amount. They throttle how much you can upload. Uh, and I was looking at, and, and I can actually tell you, I have my settings. I ended up going with Backblaze. Um, I'm currently backing up 1.8 terabyte worth of data, um, which right now the only thing that's throttling me through Black, through Backblaze is uh, is my ISPs and just wireless because our office is upstairs, our router's downstairs. I don't have anything higher, hardwired in the office, and I really should. Um, so I'm transferring it at about 15 meg per second, and it looks like it's going about 102 gig per day. Uh, it currently says my first backup's going to take 91 days, which is crazy. Uh, it's down to 88. Thank you. Um, but just how's, just that piece. Of, any power outages on the horizon? <laughs> I don't think there's power outages, but I did have to pa- uh, pause the backup because uh, the first couple minutes of, of the show, you guys sounded like crap uh, because I realized my bandwidth was getting chewed up by by all kinds of uh, updates. But uh, Backblaze is, is $50 a, a year. Um, there's no limit uh, for how much you can back up. There's no limit for the rate that you can back up as far as Backblaze is concerned. Um, the only limit that's on uh, any kind of size is, is you can't back up files that are bigger than four gig per file okay. which you know a video I would imagine is probably the, the big thing for that um, and uh, the thing that I really liked is, is it's kind of a set it and forget it like a uh, the turkey cooker what was the the roaster the Ron Peel's roaster it's just set it and forget oh, it oh yeah <laughs> and so, um, yeah just out of curiosity, can how does that work? Can you have it back up from like any of your external drives? You can select so, where it's backing up from. So that was the big thing with with Carbonite is Carbonite. You yeah, could get the that's home. That's why I asked. You could get the home for fifty, but you had to get the home pro for like ninety nine, and that's how you got external. For Backblaze, yeah. it's fifty bucks a year. Any drive attached to one computer. Okay, cool. So you know, uh, for for my wife who puts all her pictures on her actual laptop. We'll probably put them on an external hard drive and, and back it up to that um, so that, that we'll have them there in, in case something ever happens. They do offer uh, three different options for uh, retrieving the files. You can retrieve them over, over the Internet, so through the cloud. Um, you can get a USB drive if they're under a certain amount for uh, – you got to buy it. And then for um, – I think it's like $159, they'll send you a two-terabyte drive with all of your files on it as long as obviously it's it's under two terabytes wow. but that's I mean, yeah cool yeah 159 bucks and you get to keep a two terabyte drive really isn't a bad deal no, especially when sold me on this. what's that i think you sold me on it do they have an affiliate <laughs> program so i can hook you up or what so so uh they do but i think you got to sign up for it maybe i'll sign up for it i don't know eh. it's <laughs> but it's it's a really neat um and like i said it's it's a uh, Mac and Windows. I don't know if they get a Linux version. They have an iPhone app. There's no Android app yet. Um, but uh, I don't know. I did a lot of, like I said, I did a lot of research. I went on a lot of um, 
photography forums, and, and it was either Crash Plan or, or Backblaze. And like I said, Crash Plan really just seemed like it was just a it's, lot of work. It's great if you want to protect... It's it's designed to protect your entire system. It's more right. like... If, if you're looking for something photos, it's going to work, but it's designed to kind of like, you know, deal with your entire system all at once and, and right. take care of everything. So there's so let me just run down the list real quick of what Backblaze offers. Unlimited data, external drive support is included in all of their packages. Military grade encryption, which is pretty cool. You can you can hash your files and encrypt them and like that's free, that's included. Um, it'll continuously back up and it does backups based on automatically finding files and um, file versioning. So it won't obviously it won't backup files that it already has uh, but it does I guess it diffs the files and, and checks them there's an automatic throttle once you do I mean obviously you're going to want to probably not throttle unless you're in Canada and have certain amount of uh, bandwidth per month but if, if you're on unlimited bandwidth turn that bad boy up to unlimited and just let it run until it's completely another neat thing that they do I don't know when I never use this because uh, there'd be far worse things that would would be stolen from my house if I ever got robbed. But they'll help you locate your computer uh, if it gets stolen. I don't know how they're going to do that. I guess it's some kind of like ping where it will actually um, check to see where it, it, it your computer's hitting the internet. But that's one of the options or one of the things that they offer. iPhone app, free web, web restore. Uh, you can get a hard drive or a flash drive. File version done in 11 languages. If you feel like backing your stuff up in Spanish, go for it. Um, and you can do $5 a month or you can pay yearly. So hmm. really neat. Um, like I said, it's it's going to take an eternity to finally get my stuff backed up. But just the peace of mind and knowing that it's it's finally backed up is really kind of going to be nice. Because, I mean, everybody has probably experienced a hard drive failure. It's the worst sounding thing because it sounds like a lawnmower hitting rocks. Uh, but just that sinking pit of your stomach feeling knowing that there's yeah. client work on there that's gone. So, yeah, pretty neat Actually, stuff. one service I found that I'm going to experiment with with the free account is everpix.com. What's it called? And, um, everpix.com. And yeah, basically, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a new it's a new company out there that's, I, I don't know if it's still better or not, but, or beta or not, but, um, but anyway, it's um, I'm experimenting with. I forget the pricing structure because right now I'm in the middle of um, doing some uploads, so it, it won't send me to the the site myself. It's it keeps wanting to send me back to the. It's redirecting me already because I'm in the middle of it. So, but there's like a, there's a free account or free for like 14, 15 days or whatever. But it's kind of interesting because they have um, iPad, iPhone apps. Um, they've got a whole bunch of different things and. Um, I saw one photographer recommended on Twitter, and somebody else mentioned it. So I figured I'd, um, you know, check it out and see what's up with it. But it's designed to kind of like sync, cross sync all your actual files across all devices, so you can pull up uh, your photos no matter where you're at with whatever you've got. Um, but it's 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 a photography only service, which is kind of cool. The one thing that I I kind of saw, and it's it's kind of what drove me to Backblaze or to any kind of really cloud storage that wasn't photo centric. <laughs> you know, I I have a Zenfolio account, uh, and I use okay. that for all of my client work, but they don't back up raw. Like they they explicitly say, we do not store raw files. Hmm. Uh, 
And uh, I, I was kind of curious as to whether or not that that site that you were talking about uh, does raw. Because, I mean, it, it's kind of important for me to have those because I've gone back and and uh, reworked some of the, the shoots that I've done in the past just to see if, if, you know, my editing skills are a little bit better than they were two years ago or three years ago or whatever. Uh, so it's nice to have those files. Plus, if, if you ever need to make changes again or, or get rid of who knows what, um, you know, it's nice to have them there, so. Yeah, cool. so that's that. Um, that was kind of one of the, the big things that, that I wanted to talk about just because, like I said, it all kind of came out uh, about because there was an article on F-Stoppers about a guy who uh, had wedding fo- photos actually stolen from them. So I think probably the next investment for me is going to be one of those on-site hard drives that reads directly from memory cards. Yep. Because uh, I was sitting there, and I mean, I, I, I have this. I have my, my Think Tank. <clears throat> Uh, pixel, pixel pocket. pocket. Yep, which is great. Uh, that Velcro sound you heard was me opening it. <laughs> and I don't ever think that you know I, because I keep it clipped to a belt loop and then put in my pocket at all times uh, when I'm shooting. So nobody's really going to get away with it. Uh, but the biggest thing that that scares me half to death is that I'm going to take the the card out of the camera, and between the time I get it from the camera to the computer, something's going to happen to it. And the files are going to go away. A tree's going to fall into the to the roof. And... Well, I mean, I mean, technology <laughs> dies on its own. Like, oh yeah, it's just it's it's frightening. So, um, actually, I actually have, have a Sandisk card that's feeling the the casing's feeling a little loose, and I'm yeah. starting to wonder if I need to keep using it. You know. So, um, I know there's actually a lot of stuff. actually while we're talking and we're streaming, this thing has synced. I just started a sync with Everpix, and it synced like. Eight full size um, images in like a minute, oh, and I, I limited I limited the upload speed too, but um, we'll see how this goes. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I think anyway, the same does raw, or if it's, if it's just uploading your. I forget uh, if I yeah. show some raw pictures or not. I don't think they're raw. I will say though, yeah, uh, I have no plans to go into some kind of crazy complex raid system where. You know, I've got drives stored on drives and server racks downstairs in my basement. That's just insane. Maybe if I uh, end up shooting stuff for millions and millions of dollars one day, I'll just hire somebody to do it for me. (laughs) Far too lazy. (laughs) Far too lazy. But it's convenient, and I mean, fifty bucks a year, and that's that's like the price. That's it's it's not an introductory price. Um, Fifty bucks a year is that unlimited? I forget if you mentioned that. Yeah, that's that or that's full blown unlimited. Um, you can get it actually for cheaper if you sign up for two years. Um, but I I didn't want to go beyond one year just to see how I like it. Um, it's it's actually yeah. fifty bucks a year, uh, ninety five dollars for two years, or five dollars each month. So four dollars and seventeen cents a month for peace of mind isn't too bad, even if it's going to take me three months to upload all the shit that I've got on. <laughs> my first year of service, I uploaded. <laughs> I got half of my uh, my pictures up there. I think that really also goes to say that I keep way too much crap. So, that's a topic. See, that's kind, of, that's kind of why I went with the way I've been doing it, where I've yeah. just got, um, I've got folders for each year for the exports, you know? And those are what I back up, and those are my personal pictures that matter to me. You know, all my exports from Lightroom, and then, like I said, client photos, that's a whole other ball game. Well, it forces are... you to curate your work. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to do that now on Flickr. It's funny, if you watch my stream on Flickr, it went from, hey, look, Jamie uploads everything he shoot, <laughs> to now it's like, hey, look, Jamie gives a crap about what people see. <laughs> I, uh, I I followed your um, your lead one time and set up that if this, then that yeah. website or whatever it is, yep. except I accidentally had it do it every time I uploaded a photo, uh, <laughs> which apparently when you upload a group of photos through Lightroom, it treats them as individual photos. So... Uh, so there was one night a couple of weeks ago where I got no less than a dozen Facebook comments saying, hey, uh, we didn't notice. Did you upload some photos? <laughs> and I went back and I looked, and it's just the whole timeline is me uploading photos. Yeah. So that'll happen. So. Interestingly enough, uh, Everpix uses the EXIF data to store the date. So my pictures came up as March 22nd, which is the date I shot them on, which is kind of cool. Nice. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. So it's it's actually categorizing my pictures by month and year. And you can actually click through years if I had multiple years. But since it's pulling EXIF data, I could actually create an archive of true real-time without doing anything. You know, i got to say EXIF data has got to be one of the coolest things in the world. It really is. It's It, it was a brilliant idea. I was just looking at, at Jamie's, the latest picture that Jamie actually posted because uh, I wanted to see... Um, if I gave a crap, a crap. No, I wanted to see what you took it like. I think somebody's hacking Jamie's uh, stream. Yeah, yeah, probably. probably. I've got like I've got like three computers running up here, so it's oh. like, <laughs> trying to keep track of what I'm doing. But uh, but yeah, so. Yeah, clouds, more clouds. Yay, cloud. Yeah. It's funny because when they put they put was a Microsoft that first had that commercial out where they were sitting in the airport and they were like, "Oh, we're delayed again. What should we do? Let's watch a TV show." We don't have any. <laughs> Yay, clown. Yeah. Everybody laughed, right? <laughs> but now it's like Hey, uh, half my Instagram feed is nothing but clouds I find in the sky and I get at <laughs> least 11 likes for every shot. It's good that that's a a fair measurement of how successful your life is. I measure my life successes by my Instagram likes, and you can quote me. Uh, <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, good stuff. Really wasn't a whole lot in the news this week. Um, there's a photo editing software called LightZone that, that uh, is now open source and free, which if you're Joe and still using Aperture... Um, <laughs> Might be a good Go option. To, this. Might be a good option to to jump on it and get this. I don't really know what it does much. Um, if you read uh, any of the tweets about tonight's show, you'll know that we were pretty much struggling to come up with topics tonight. This is what happens when you leave us, Joe. <laughs> Hope you're Actually, enjoying your baseball game. For, from a little research I did on Monday, um, Light Zoom is basically I would almost and somebody can correct me if you're listening and you know better than I do. It's almost like the Lightroom version of GIMP, like the oh. like it's but it does a lot of the same kind of stuff. And I'd actually people who are going out to get GIMP just edit pictures. I'd recommend getting this now since it's free. Hmm. Um, it's it's kind of like when Google took over Nick and made everything really cheap. Oh. It's you know it's it's like uh, actually Google has a discount on Nick today. I think right. Yes. Um, talk about but yeah. That. But yeah, so anyway, so yeah, LightZoom is definitely something you may want to like dig around and, and pick up since it's free and it's open source now. It, it really couldn't hurt. You know, I'm, 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 you know, happily engaged with, you know, Lightroom and using Picasa to sort my files and all that. But, you know, it's definitely worth a try if you're looking at something else other than this. 
other than the, the normal the normal fare. Um, and it runs on and that runs on what Windows and Mac? Or Windows, Mac, and Linux. Yeah, it's in Mac player right now. Cool. Cool. That's good to know. It's something I can recommend my work. My work on that. I don't ask everybody to catch a Oh God, computers, Amy. Oh. What's Mac? What's Mac? You sound like a robot. We're getting some major feedback. Speaking of Nick's software, they are there is a there's a coupon code floating around, which is great because I I needed to buy it this week. So one of the downsides, I guess, of, of shooting the wedding was that we took uh, we took my wife's Rebel T3 with us, and because of the lighting, the poor lighting conditions, she had to really crank the ISO up, which really introduced a lot of noise into some of the pictures. So yeah, uh, I, fi- I finally bit the bullet and um, and bought the entire Nick software package, um, which is great because there's currently a 15% off coupon uh, floating around there. I guess it's still good. It was still good for me, but it's it's HDR software 15. Um, I don't know where it came from, but it saved about 40 bucks off the price, which was great. Um, cool. Those are some really really great tools. So you're um, using the, the HDR software to, to do light or noise reduction? Or? I was using it's Define. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, it was that's just the code. Um, I really like Define. I think it does a fantastic job of noise removal. Um, I've tried noise. You think Ninja. it works better than Lightrooms? As far as ease of use is concerned, yeah. <laughs> uh, because with Lightroom, I mean, you actually got to know what sliders to to tweak to get it to work. The one that says noise. Yeah. <laughs> but why? I kind of, I, I kind of like. I, mean, I, I like how it takes samples uh, from from parts of the photo and and kind of builds a, yeah. a profile for each photo and. and yeah. That's really, like a really nice feature, and I've I personally maybe I maybe I should should say that I personally have never been able to recreate the effectiveness of Nick Software's uh, noise reduction tool in Lightroom like they do. Hmm. Yeah. Um, plus, they, you know, they're uh, they've got some other great ones. Silver Effects, I know, is kind of like a, an industry standard for black and whites. Um, I don't really care for HDR photos, but I'm sure their HDR stuff is great too. Not my bag. <laughs> HDR, uh, I'm, I'm over HDR. <laughs> Might be your bag. Uh, right I'll tell, tell you what I'd like to get in my bag. Oh. Ooh. Watch this watch this watch oh. me watch me roll this segue right off a cliff. Oh. Uh, <laughs> the Canon EOS M uh, apparently has Best Buy has has thanks. Thanks, everybody out there. Thank you. Uh, apparently, uh, Best Buy has has slashed the price on this little little beauty. Um, we had a, a guy for anybody that um, is in the Photo Walk Alliance group for uh, on Facebook. Uh, we had we had a couple of guys that were looking to get this this week. It's on sale uh, for two ninety nine, which you know, pretty pretty fantastic price uh, for. What does something. that mean? Does that mean that there's a new model coming out? Or does it mean that they're just I'm, not going to do mirrorless? Or what was I'm that hearing mean? rumor that there's a new new model coming out. Um, That's what I've heard too. I mean, there's which, talk of two new pro bodies next year. They just did the 70D. I think they're revamping their line, and they're not letting anybody really figure it out yet, but they're going to try to blow people's minds, I guess, maybe. Um, we'll see. <laughs> in fact, in fact I, I, I want to say I heard like a... A 24 megapixel number floating around somewhere for a potential. 
Yeah, the um, 70 Mark II is supposed to have 24, and they're talking about that would be the smart thing since the 70D has the 20 now. Like, you know, why why put them on the same level? So, because... so Monday, uh, a website called geekygadgets.com uh, posted up. Uh, rumor floating around is that Canon's going to refresh the the EOS M uh, towards the end of this year. Excuse me, towards the end of this year. Um, it's pretty much been a fifty percent dr- uh, price drop across the board. It's actually back ordered on B and H right now. Um, I know with Best Buy, at least around here, you can still get it shipped to the store uh, in seven days. Um, but they're saying that uh, it'll ship after the seventy D comes out. Um, it's going to upgrade. Uh, the 18 megapixel sensor uh, to a 20 megapixel sensor, um, and they're they're really kind of saying that with the stock dropping, that that's a really clear indicator that that this could be coming out. So for $300 plus $150 for the the mounting bracket um, for any of the existing Canon lenses, it's a Canon option for mirrorless. And yeah, that's ugh, that's it's. It's certainly burning a hole in my my pocket, and, and it would be a great use for all the lens, the lenses that aren't getting a lot of use on your current cameras. You just smack exactly. them on that, you know. Put I mean, a, imagine I mean, throwing a, a fifty on there, and then the or or uh, the forty millimeter on even on the adapters can look great. And then they have they've got what the twenty is it twenty twenty two millimeter? I can't remember, but there's a lens. There's two lenses out right now that are designed specifically for the M as well, and um, those are pretty cheap too, if I remember correctly. Or you could do uh, like Photo Walk Alliance member uh, Chad Weisler did. And yes. You could slap all of this fantastic goodness on oh my onto gosh. the one that he bought. I'm screen sharing it now as long as it doesn't crash here. Um, but according to his post, that is a uh, – I'm going to have to change it here. It's a 500-millimeter F8 uh, to a 2X teleconverter to an adapter to a 1.5 teleconverter to the mount, uh, which is then topped off with a 580EX2 flash. Uh, somewhere in there you can see the tiny little camera. Um, Hiding under know, the giant flash. <laughs> yeah, I guess the, the big question would be, uh, would Jamie still accept us if we went mirrorless but not Olympus? Ooh. What's the point? <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Well, well played. played. Well, I mean, uh, you know, okay, you know, I'm going to get up on my little uh, Olympus podium here. <laughs> the what is it? The EOS M is what it uh, is, right? So is it something? Does, does it have smaller lenses? I mean, what's the purpose? I mean, what's the benefit of the size reduction if you're still stuck with big giant ass lenses? So it, it comes the the one that's two ninety nine uh, comes with a uh, twenty two yeah, millimeter f two lens. Um, okay. So it's like a pancake. A, is that yeah? That? Here, I'll, let me let me share. Uh, I'll do this yeah, it's 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 this. a pancake, and it's it's basically yeah. It's that's the size. So this is the size of it as as compared to the camera. Oh, um, cool. And it's a slightly so, smaller mount. So they there's talk of them coming out with more lenses this size to it. Dude, two ninety nine. My God. Well, and if and if all they're doing is that refreshing hurts. it, you know, it's it's obvious that right. they're 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 kind of buying into the line. Um, let me see if I can find here. Um. It's obvious that they're buying into the the mirrorless idea. Either either that or tomorrow we're going to see the headline that Canon's yeah. suing uh, Best Buy for doing a giant price drop like yeah. that when they're not allowing them to do that anymore without permission. So the only one that well B and H is doing it too. So. Yeah, so well B and H does it secretly, but we won't go there. The only other one that um, 
Best Buy showing is the uh, eighteen to fifty five, three and a half to five six. It's it's basically a better looking kit lens. Yeah. I wish I wish the kit lens looked like that for the regular camera. Like you, it's a steel mount kit lens. Does it like, perform oh good? Gosh. You guys ever so look that, at like on DP review like the the little comparison deal that they do? Does it perform pretty good? So, I honestly, I'll be honest with you. I'm such a yeah. fan. I don't even research the com- the competition. <laughs> I really don't. I mean, no, I that's all good and well. I mean, I, I've. I wish I had paid attention to Olympus more after getting to use the, uh, the, so snap, uh, snap sort of did a, uh, they, you know, when you're ready to buy one, Josh, I've got some friends of Olympus discount cards. I can send you. To. <laughs> don't tell the wife. Don't tell the wife. How big, how big, send me discount? that email, Jamie. How big, how big no, it's a, uh, it's a card. I can send you. Uh, how big, okay. how big is that discount? We'll talk after the show. Yeah. <laughs> so um, push it, push it. they uh, Snapsort compared it to the the Sony Nex 5N. Um, yeah. It uh, it it said it was the the runner up because of uh, less buttons on the touchscreen. Um. Oh, I'm sorry. That was a, a reason to buy it. Yeah. Um, it also does have continuous focus, mm-hmm. uh, 25 six high ISO, and external mic jack. If that's your thing, it yeah, seems cool. like it's awfully video uh, oriented. But, um, it's kind of where things are going, though. I hate to say it. Sure. Slightly. Uh, yeah. That's your thing. Yeah, if, um, if that's your thing. But, but I mean, really, the the price. It's it's kind of one of those things. It's like, whenever when when the HP touchpad went, you know, bottoms up. Everybody what, the, went the ninety nine dollar fire yeah, sale. Everybody went out and bought them because they were ninety nine dollars, right? Yeah. So. And then they realized they should have probably just priced it at that point in the first place and right. kept it going. But but I mean. You know, it's kind of one of those things that it's like, it's it's probably a great stepping stone to get into mirrorless. Yeah. Oh yeah. Got for that price, thinking. for that price especially. And, and I mean, price. Yeah. And, and we've talked about it before in the past. We're not we specifically the royal we as photographers are are going to be the ones that have to lead the charge to convert clients from big big boy DSLRs to to. Smaller. Did I freeze or did you freeze? You froze. <laughs> Josh, you can hear me, right? Yeah, I got you, yeah. Okay, then it's just Jamie. It, it, you know, maybe you've brought up a good point. Maybe I can make another crazy prediction and say that maybe Canon is working on a a Rebel or a, um, like, a 70, 60D-sized mirrorless camera that feels like a DSLR, but weighs a heck of a lot less, and they can put more crap in it. So that's like, the... That's you know, you the, could put two T1 batteries or whatever the heck they're calling it. What is what's the tiny, teeny, tiny little DSLR that they get? The have? little SL one. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So you know, maybe uh, you that's, know, that's the, maybe that's what they're po- poising themselves for. Is that kind that's of, the you know, logical next step? Yeah, it would be that either that or it'd be like a a five D Mark three sized mirrorless camera, which would be really interesting. Because right. imagine being able to put two batteries in the body because you've got a mirrorless in there and you don't have the huge and then a digital viewfinder, but it looks right. exactly like the regular camera on the outside. So then nobody has an issue, and you can still shoot with the incredible awesomeness that is mirrorless. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe there's a new sensor. You know, there's. I've seen a lot of talk. Nikon's supposedly trying to come out with a new sensor or something, or they're doing something with mirrorless. Who shoots or, Nikon? Uh, Nikon, whatever. <laughs> if I wasn't shooting Olympus, that's what I'd be using. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Tammy. Tammy's probably getting mad right now. That's yeah, what she shot on before. Actually, most of her collection is still Nikon, I think, if, she, if I remember what she told me correctly. But, um, but anyway. Yeah. yeah so, so 
Needless to say, it's 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 a, it's a question. Of, I I just got to sweet talk my wife enough, or buy her a, a big enough purse to convince her that, that I need to get this camera. Coach just purse three ninety nine. I've already two ninety nine. God, this thing's ridiculous. Uh, I mean, I've already got the lenses for it, you know. So that's that's kind of where I like I I totally get uh I totally get where Jamie's coming from. Yeah. Uh, as far as quality is concerned, and, and really kind of seeing what it's it's seeing what kind of product is coming out there. But for me. Uh, if mirrorless is something that I want to consider in the future, this is, like I said, it's a great stepping stone because I've already got lenses that theoretically will fit it. Do mm-hmm. I really want to carry around the tiny little EOS M with my 70 to 200 big barrel on it? Probably not, but you'd be surprised at how well it feels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I mean, I mean like all the weight small cameras right? with my older 50 to 200 on it. I mean, you're going to be balancing off the tripod collar for that anyways. Right. So yeah. that balances and feels actually really cool, to be honest with you. It's like a telescope to shoot. <laughs> it, it, it would be almost nice to have more weight on, like, more weight on another hand, because, like, you, you shot a wedding this week, you know, after a while, you all that weight, especially if you're picking it up with your right hand all the time, after right. a while, you, you have that, that my hands, thing going on. My hands legitimately were, we're shaking, yeah. It's short, yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, no, on, I, sun, on Sunday morning when I woke up, I had to, like, crack all my knuckles and stretch my hands out. It was crazy. When I was doing second shooting all last year, um, we had a, I, we had a bunch of the original five eighties that I used for flashes, which are actually awesome. Flashes are powerful, but they're freaking heavy. One wedding I had a 85, uh, 1.2 that, which is like 10 pounds itself on a 50 D with a five eighty for an, for about eight hours. And I'll tell you what, it took me a week to recover from that. That's that's a, that's actually probably about eight pounds on my hand. Yeah. And um, yeah, that was that was fun. Well, I'm kind of really hoping that uh, some of that problem gets solved when I get my my capture V2 uh, in September, the Kickstarter that I talked about last week. Is that the the that's the clip? Thing? Yes, the the side clip. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty pumped about that. They did a hangout earlier this. I week. I was thinking you're talking about getting a capture one. And I was like, hmm. No, no, but but interestingly enough, uh, I in fact I talked to. Jamie and I tweeted back and forth about this a little bit last night. They they um they have in their design right now a, a little tool for a mount for a GoPro that looks a lot like that piece that that um we've seen before. So crazy stuff. Yep, that one just like that. So I thought that was pretty neat. Um, yeah. So well, guys, I I think that probably wraps up tonight's show. Um, getting to be about ten o'clock here. So yep. uh, I think this so, is the uh, least I've said. On a podcast. No, it's not Setting true. Joe, Joe really gets rambling sometimes. <laughs> Joe, if you're still listening at this point, I was joking about the strap. Um, <laughs> you're not getting anything from me. Nothing. So, Nada. <laughs> just like Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, you get nothing. I say good day, sir. Except a really cool Morris shirt. <laughs> so uh so thanks uh jamie and josh for joining me this week um you are well blast uh and for everybody out there listening uh thanks again for listening um if you'd like to thumbs up us or rate us uh on youtube or, or itunes respectively we would greatly appreciate it tell all your friends tell all your family um that we are the greatest mm-hmm. photography podcast we on are. the entire internet and please send us topics yeah if you uh if you want something want to hear, hear us talk about something Go for it. Otherwise, we're just going to ramble on for an hour, and that's pretty bad. But who so, knows? Uh, it, it could be good ramble. <laughs> Join so us again, next time. 
again, thanks everybody for for joining us, and you've been listening to the Stop Show podcast. <laughs>